Welcome to Coming Out of the Spiritual Closet with your host, me, Brittany Wittig. Join me every week to explore and demystify the world of modern spirituality. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I want to talk about the dark night of the soul. And this may be a term you've heard. It may not be a term that you've heard. But I think that it's really, really important to be aware of it because it's something that everyone will go through in their awakening process in some form or another. And I've noticed recently, it feels like a lot of people are experiencing a dark night of the soul. I really want to talk about this because it's a side of spiritual awakening that is a reality. A lot of times when people hear about spiritual awakening, it's painted in a very positive light, and it is a positive thing overall, but the actual experience of it can be very challenging. What is the dark night of the soul? The dark night of the soul is the shadow side of spiritual awakening. We've talked about how everything has a light and a dark side. There are two sides to every coin, and the shadow side of spiritual awakening is the dark night of the soul, is facing the shadow side of everything in your life. The reason that this can be so profound is because culturally we've been taught and conditioned to avoid pain, to avoid the shadow. The majority of us are taught not to cry, not to be upset, not to express when we're upset. So because of this, we end up suppressing our shadow, our sadness, our pain, our trauma, for many of us, for most of our lives. What happens in spiritual awakening is everything gets brought to the surface. And so all of this repressed shadow, all this repressed sadness comes to the surface to be felt because it has to be felt in order to be released and healed. That's why it's so important to allow yourself to feel sad. That's why I I like to reiterate that you should not and cannot feel happy all the time. It is absolutely human nature and healthy to feel sadness sometimes. Dark night of the soul. You'll have several of these throughout your awakening, but they get a lot easier after the first one. The first dark night of the soul that you'll experience is usually when you realize that you have a ton of power in your own existence. And so that realization, just like everything, it's a two-sided coin. The positive, beautiful side of that realization is now you know that you can step into that power and really take the driver's seat of your life. The flip side of that is that you realize that you also have to take responsibility for your pain, for the darkness in your life. Now, this doesn't mean that anything that's ever happened to you is your fault by any means, and I think this can be misconstrued that way, but it does mean 
that you have to take control and you are in charge of your reaction to what has happened in your life. You are in charge of how you heal the pain and sadness and trauma that you've experienced in your life. And that realization can be very overwhelming, especially if you have a lifetime of repressed pain that you haven't looked at and now you realize you're going to have to deal with it. In practice, it looks like things falling away in your life. It looks like situations coming up at a rapid pace that trigger you and that remind you of past trauma, past sadness, past pain that you've experienced. And this is also the time when your ego will really start shedding. Now, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have an ego, but the ego is starting to move into the back seat as you take the driver's seat in your life. I was looking back at my journals from when I first, first started really having my awakening, when I really realized what was going on. And I wrote in many journal entries that I felt like I might not live long. And I don't mean that I was uh, planning to harm myself in any way. It was what I was writing was that I just had this sense that somehow my life was ending. I was having a lot of trouble making sense of that sense I had, and it was scary. In retrospect, when I look back at that time, I realized that what was happening is that I was sensing the shedding of my ego. I was sensing the ending of my life as I knew it. And that really did happen. My life as I knew it, my worldview as I knew it, my reality as I knew it is gone. That is no longer the reality I live in. It's no longer my worldview. It's no longer how I am in the world. And that's a huge, huge loss. It's essential to actually allow ourselves to grieve that process. This is where I think a lot of people get hung up in their dark night of the soul. They avoid the grief because it feels huge to allow yourself to feel all of the emotion of this huge loss because it's, it's a huge loss. This is a huge transition. Your world will never be the same and you have to grieve what it once was. You know, it's interesting, collectively, this has been happening. People are now realizing with the pandemic that we're never going back to normal. I'm using air quotes. There's this collective dark night of the soul that's actually happening right now. The best way to deal with this experience is to let yourself feel your feelings. Now, how does this look in practice? I'm gonna give you some clear, clear, actionable advice here. First, put down the substances, whatever they are for you, whether it's alcohol, marijuana, any kind of substance that basically numbs the full experience of grief. This doesn't mean that you can never have a drink with your friends again. The moment that you know you should avoid it is if you say to yourself, oh, I need a drink. That kind of motivation for going to have the drink, it means that you are avoiding feeling whatever it is you actually need to grieve and feel in this moment. 
go ahead, put down the substances. And I know this can be hard. This was hard for me because my go-to coping mechanism was, oh, I'm going to have a drink or, you know, I'm going to have a, a hit off a joint. Try to avoid that. Figure out a place in your home where you can privately release emotion. Let yourself sob. Let yourself cry. Let yourself really, really fully feel the pain and sadness and grief you're feeling. Courageously, just allow it to move through you. And I understand how tricky it can be to find the place to do that. My partner and I share a a lofted townhouse that really has no doors. It's like there's a bedroom that's lofted over the main house. So the only room in the house that I can go to for complete privacy is the bathroom. That's where I go when I need to release. You know, I go in the bathroom, I close the door, and I sob, I cry, I let all of those emotions out. And it's a good idea if you if you do live with family, it's a good idea to let them know that you are consciously choosing to release emotion and that you are okay. If they're not used to you doing this, then it can be distressing to them. So letting them know this is good for you, it's healthy, and you need to be able to do this is also a great idea. You also can make time for this purpose. So you can actually set aside time to consciously feel into your pain. I like to do it spontaneously when it arises, but not everyone's life allows that all the time. So if you need to, make a time once a day where you can really consciously allow yourself to release. And the bathtub or the shower can also be a great place for this. The next thing that I highly recommend for dealing with the dark night of the soul, meditate daily. Now, this does not have to be an hour-long, cross-legged, seated meditation. You know, there are no rules around this. Just make sure you're doing some kind of meditation once a day. It can be a five-minute guided meditation right before bed. It can be sitting for 10 minutes and oming. It can come in a lot of different forms, but do make sure that at least five minutes a day you're meditating because it really does help regulate your nervous system. It really does help bring you back to being the observer, which means you are not your thoughts. You are the being that is experiencing your thoughts, watching your thoughts. And then the last thing that I highly recommend that you do on a daily basis to get through the dark night of the soul is move your body. Even if it's just a walk around the neighborhood, that's actually a great option. A walk around the neighborhood every single day goes a long way. But it could also be yoga. For a lot of people, it's yoga. It could be running. It could be weightlifting. I mean, there are lots of different activities, whatever way of moving your body that feels best to you, just make sure that you're moving your body every single day. Because what that does, yeah, you're getting exercise and exercise releases chemicals that help stabilize your mood and your nervous system. But also on an energetic level, you are moving energy through your body when you physically move your body. And that is so important when you're going through The entire awakening process, actually, but especially when you're going through your dark night of the soul. 
I think the biggest thing to remember when you're having this experience is that it will pass. It's not forever. It will pass. It can be really important to keep reminding yourself of that. Like this will pass. This will pass. It absolutely will. You just have to let yourself feel through it. I think the fear that it won't pass is actually what gets a lot of people stuck in it longer because they're, they're afraid to let themselves fully feel the pain because they're worried that the pain won't go away, that they'll just be stuck in it. And that is not how it works. You won't be stuck in it. Go ahead and trust that allowing yourself to feel it will let the experience pass by. And the thing is employing these healthy ways of coping in your first dark night of the soul, it's gonna help you so much when you go through little mini awakenings and you have mini dark nights of the soul because they will come up. Having these tools and knowing how to get through it in a healthy way, but it's gonna make it easier throughout the rest of your life. This is gonna be helpful information. These are gonna be tools that you can use over and over again. And also, these are the same tools that you can use for grief. When you lose people, situations, things in your life, and you need to grieve, these are all basic tools that can be used for any grieving process. So I hope this is helpful for everyone. This was a topic that really I wanted to address because it just feels like it's going around lately. I've just been seeing so many people struggling with the dark night of the soul and grief around everything that's happened over the last couple years in the world. I love you all so much. I so appreciate you listening. If you are getting value from this podcast, please share it, recommend it to friends, leave a rating, leave a review. I'm so grateful for every single rating, review, share that I receive. It means so much to me. Thank you, thank you, and have a beautiful week.